Hi, I'm Jeanette. Welcome to Motherhood, Mental Health and Me. And today's episode, I spent some time with Anita Powell, who is a menopause activist, as well as a community engagement advocate. And she's also the host of the podcast, Black Menopause and Beyond. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi. So just wanted to firstly find out a bit more about what you do in terms of your community work. Okay. So um, my current job, I'm a community um, engagement advocate for a um, for an organisation called Samson's Academy Charity. So it's an actual gym, um, boxing gym, um, but it's the first in the country to have a charitable status. And I do community j- um, community engagement around all communities. So it's not just about young kids um, boxing or men boxing. I cover everything. And the academy is a, like a hub where it's the source of engagement. So I also do my – I do a lot of menopause work. I also use the charity as a, a meeting place for the menopause. And it's – um, I do loads of stuff and it's centred around the academy. So, yeah, yeah, so I do that with regards to my paid work. Um, mm. But also I'm a menopause activist as well. And I do – loads of stuff around menopause. I run a peer support group in my local town around menopause. I'm, I'm a, an online activist as well, so I do what I can, spreading um, the conversation of menopause online. And I also participate and organise um, specialised events around um, menopause. Um, I've been doing community work now for quite a long time, so I've worked on all different types of projects around engagement um, and also um, dealing with or helping people go to the next stage of their life. So whether someone has been a stay-at-home mum for the past 10 years and they're scared to get out there and find a new job and and be independent, or whether it's somebody who's come out of prison and they need um, social adjustment into society after being um, incarcerated for, for a long time so and I've worked with people with mental health and kids and stuff who are struggling at school you name it I've kind mm. of worked with all different types of communities wow okay so if you would mind just taking me back a bit to so you were talking about your menopause activism work how what was your journey to becoming an activist I, I see the thing is I I would I should really go to some kind of therapist who could analyze my mindset because I, I'm one of those people I it's in me to be an activist. So I really can't tolerate injustice. I can't tolerate unfairness. I can't, I feel that um, I'm more behind the underdog than, than the person who's elevated. So that's what I am as a person. Um, so when I turned, uh, how old was I? I was about early 40s or so. And I just noticed that when I was talking to my peers and that, that conversations around being a female were changing. So, you know, in my 30s, there was often a conversation of, of marriage, having mm. children, the struggle to have children. Yeah. And then once I entered my 40s, I just noticed that it, it was about, oh, they're leaving home, thank goodness. Oh, my marriage isn't working. And, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I ache. Oh, you know, and all these conversations, which I kind of thought, oh, okay, this is what growing old's like and everything. Mm. And um, something triggered 
um, I went to a TED talk. I won't go into much detail, but I went to a TED talk. And they talked about fertility and how it was important to know about menopause as part of fertility. And I did loads of investigation because I'm a nosy so on um, into menopause. And then I clicked, oh my God. I've discovered a new word called perimenopause, and I think I'm going through it. I think all my peers are going through it. Um, and that's when I realised that my aches and pains, my backache, my knee ache, my joint ache, my struggle to sleep, my moodiness, um, you know, all, all these things that are happening, even though it's about wear and tear in your body to do with old age, there's also something else, and that is your hormonal change. Um, and that's when I realised that there was something called perimenopause. But, but it was a shock for me because I think I, um, sometimes I'm a bit of a pain because I think I know it all. So why did I discover the word perimenopause in my early 40s? I felt it's something that should have been part of my dialogue from day one. So um, that's when my activism kicked in because I thought, you know what, I'm going to just organise um, a session where women just get together and we can teach ourselves about perimenopause because I realised society was telling us we're not allowed to talk about it. It's like a taboo. It was a taboo. It's less of a taboo now, but it was definitely a taboo about you know five years ago when I started this this dialogue. Um, and you just no one talked about it. If you say something to somebody, um, even if they were my age, they'll say, "What's perimenopause?" Mm. You know, that's, that's how often we didn't talk. And I realised it explained a lot of what I was going through with regards to my mood swings my joint ache, my tightness. Um, and, yeah, and, and yeah, it, it was explaining a lot. It wasn't just old age. There were hormonal differences. Um, so what did you, did you then go to a doctor to get them to diagnose the fact that you were perimenopausal or how did you know that this is, that you were perimenopausal? Did you diagnose yourself? Well, as part of my research, um, I realised that it was it was definitely a scenario a few years years ago because they never talked about menopause. That I walked into a doctor and said, you know, aches, pains, not happy, and they don't they didn't. It might be different now. They didn't offer any solutions or make any references to menopause. So. Right. Um, this is the reason why my activism kicked in, really, because I realised that women were going through things. And even though the doctor might have dealt with the side effect of the menopause, the doctor didn't use the word menopause and didn't actually explain that some of the side effects that women were going through, or women go through at our particular or my particular age, were actually related to a, an umbrella topic which was the menopause. So if you've got joint ache, they'll talk to you about joint ache. If you've got sleep problems, they'll talk to you about sleep problems. If you've got mental health problems, they'll give you antidepressants and talk about mental health. But they won't actually, well, they didn't five years ago, tell you that it could be connected to your change in your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone levels as part of your hormonal change as you age. Right. And that's what, that was unfair on women, and I felt that it was it, it was showing the sexism within the medical field because it wasn't valuing women's intelligence and women's need to understand greater what they were going through. Yes. So then, what did you do then when they didn't? I don't know. What, what did they say you? What did they think you had then? The doctor. They, 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 didn't, they don't offer any solutions. They just tell you you've aged. That's that's the reason why I started the group because wow. I realised I can get zero solution from a doctor. 
So it, it's one of those things where it, it was a time where doc, I, I lost respect for my, my GP yeah. and I gained respect for Dr. Google. I looked more for Dr. Google about menopause um, um, and through social media than I have ever done for my doctor. And even to this day now, because I'm still struggling with it, I still um, – um, and because I've learned so much about the menopause over the past five years, not from my doctor, it's from talking to other women and through Dr. Google, yes. that I'm in this dilemma where I'm still struggling but I'm not being, my needs are not being met under the National Health Service. And even though I can't economically afford a private doctor, and ethically, because of my socialist views, I do not believe I should have to go to a private doctor. I'm considering going to a private doctor to get my health and menopause dealt with because I, I feel that within my lifetime, my GP will never, ever give me basic menopause support. I'm not asking for, I'm not asking for the same thing as, as, um, Oprah Winfrey, I just want basic menopause support from my, my GP and I don't think I'll ever get it. And I think this is a really important conversation. I think it's really important to talk about menopause and and the impact it has. And w- what does it look like when you say you're struggling with it? What is it? So, so for me, because it varies from women to, to, to all different types. I mean, I was talking to a woman earlier, um, you know, about four or five hours ago. Um, and she said, oh, I'm just sailed through the menopause. She said, oh, I've had a few aches and pains, but, you know, I mean, I'm nearly I'm nearly 60. So she's just sailed through. She hasn't had any issues. So for some women, um, it can be quite drastic to the point where they need um, help from um, um, health professional, either mental health or help in other ways. Um, you know, so for me, my menopause, it has a lot to do with aching joints, I mean, to the point where it's had an impact on my activity. And I'll give you an example. I have got a Fitbit, and I've had a Fitbit for over 10 years. So I can actually see how active I've been over the past 10 years. I know that my activity level, walking around and moving, has reduced by 50%. One of the reasons why it's reduced by 50%, because actually I wake up in the morning aching. I, I sit down for more than half an hour. And when I stand up, I feel as stiff as if I've just done a hit workout the day before. My body's recovering. But all I've done is sit down for half an hour. You know, and that, like just before we had this um, session, I was thinking, oh, I can pop to the corner shopping and, and get something because I need something. I thought, oh, and I got up and I was aching and I just sat straight back down. You know, so on a... On a I wasn't, that's not me being proactive, like I'm lazy. I want to go to the shop, but the discomfort put me off going. And, and so, so that for me is like a major issue because I'm not even, I'm, I'm, I'm 49. If I live yeah. to the average age of a woman, which is about 79, I've still got um, 30 odd years of joint discomfort. Um, and then also it affects your health, it affects your sleep as well, because you're more likely, you, you, you develop sleep problems for some women. And sometimes the sleep sleep problems connect to hot flushes. Mine's is not. It's just I just right. can't settle at night. And some and I nicely explained it. Um, but it's very common for menopausal women that unsettling, which could have something to do with like your body not being happy, can have an impact. So I'm lucky if I get five and a half, half hours sleep a night. I'm lucky. My average hourly sleep is about four hours. So then how do you cope then, Anita? I mean, like, I on five and a half hours sleep, I mean, how are you 
How have you managed to adjust? It's the thing, loads of women, they just get on with it. Women are yeah. troopers. Yeah. If we right. rule the world, the world would be stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually, most women I, I speak, those women I speak to who are suffering menopause sleep, symptoms, um, sleep is one of the major issues, or their, their symptom, their, whatever it is, like mental health or whatever, has an impact on their sleep. So I know, I mean, I was talking to a, a counsellor who, who works full-time as a teacher and she also works in the community as a, a counsellor supporting the community. And she she's also like me. She's lucky if she gets five hours sleep a night. Um, you know, she's just, she can't sleep properly. Um, and and it's just, it's really, it really knocks you. And it does change women as well. So it has an impact on their, their, ex, their relationships because if you're moodier, if you're struggling, if you've changed as a person, um, it could have an impact on your important relationships, such as your partner or how you interact with your um, children and your your parents and and you know your in-laws and everything, because you're not as happy or proactive as you used to be. So then, I guess two things following that. <laughs> You know, because part of wanting to talk about this is knowledge and trying to understand a little bit about symptoms and, and how to cope or manage. So how do you navigate this, basically? I think the thing about menopause, historically and now, that if you're more informed, I think that you can be more proactive to improve your relationships. I think historically before, women were told to just get on with it. And I can imagine that there were um, loads of relationships struggles and breakups because no one actually understood what was in the room when when they were in the room um so for me understanding that the family know you've, yeah. you don't get enough sleep and so therefore they hopefully should be more compassionate and understanding about it um if you've got loads of joint pain such as i do then hopefully they'll you know you can't go to shop so hopefully someone will say oh mum, you're fine sit down I'll go to the shop yeah. for you, or we don't need it. I'll just when I go out go out tomorrow, we can go and get it then. So it's about being informed about the disadvantages you're going through, and if you're struggling, everyone in the room understands. If you're snappy, it's because you you've had no sleep or because emotionally you're going through a hormonal change. I mean, the best way I, I describe menopause to some people, not to everyone, but some people, is to reverse of adolescence. You know, you have moments where you really just want to stay in bed. That emotional, hormonal turmoil of becoming um, an adult for a young person, menopause is the reverse. And you go through that up and down journey of body ache because some teenagers part of adolescents go through joint ache you go through joint ache because your hormones are depleting and you've also got wear and tear of old age yes so that's why i say i think i think it's about being informed self-care is really important when you get older and it's really simplistic self-care it's it, it's you know it's about you know sitting down reading reading a good book or having a long bath in the evening to help you feel better um you know going out for a walk little things that trigger you yeah. to be in a happy place. And it's not about your kids or about your partner or about your your parent who you're caring for or your employer. It's about 
you just feeling happy within yourself and it could be having your nails done or it could be just a weekend away whatever have you found diet and things like that have an impact or I don't know if you've got any thoughts around that okay so my there's there's loads of stuff out there where people say do this do that you know blah 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 do and and I've come to the conclusion that these these things work when it's about being the best that you can be. So I find that if your body is at optimum, you're less likely to have menopause symptoms. So if you're low on calcium, take calcium. If you if you're low on vitamin D, take vitamin D. Vitamin D improves your immunity. So you know if you've got strong immunity, you you're less likely to fall sick, and therefore that can help you if you're if you're vulnerable to falling sick due to mental health issues or whatever. Then that would definitely help you. Okay, cool. And then finally, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, well, and the best way to get in contact with me is you can either oh, I've got to try my my linked tree is I am Anita Powell, um, or you can go to my Twitter, which is I am Anita Powell, um, if I remember correctly. My Instagram is I am Anita Powell, but also my <laughs> um, podcast Instagram is um, BLK, which stands for Black. Meno, which stands for menopause, beyond. So that's what that's what my Instagram um, handle is. But that's, those are the best ways to contact me. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Anita. Thanks again. <laughs>